Good morning, everybody. Let's stand together as we worship him. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met you. I was breathing but not.
pray for you this morning. Amen. of what he did for us on the cross that we can be free from all our change. Y'all sing this song. You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. You've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got change. Next verse. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. There's a better life. There's a better life. You got pain. Yeah. 
Here I am, God. 
you guys don't know, my name is Philip Beecham. I'm the youth pastor here um, at Sumter First Church of God. Um, I always enjoy and cherish the times that I get to preach from the stage here. Um, and I'm thankful for a church that understands that spending time with family is a good thing and allows Ron to take a Sunday off every now and then. Um, he's in Florida celebrating Christmas with his grandkids. Um, and so that's a wonderful thing for him to be able to do. Um, but this morning we're going to talk about our desires. Um, how many of you guys have ever wanted something so bad um, that it's like all you ever chase after and then when you finally get it, it turns out to not quite be what you thought it would be? Right? All the time. All of us could raise our hand because it's happened to everybody here. Um, last Sunday was my ordination service and it was a fantastic Sunday. Um, I loved having my family here. Um, it, it was a great time, but my family and I were sitting at lunch, um, and my mom had asked me, how many times have you told this story about your sister? And I said, I don't know that I have. And I'll tell you guys this story, because I, I love this story, but it does fall in line with what um, we're teaching today. Um, and I said, you know what, I'm going to teach it from the main stage next Sunday, because I'm preaching. And my sister said, oh, no. Um, she said, that thing gets put up on YouTube. So um, if you're watching, Danielle, this one's for you. Um, when we were younger, just a little background, she's nine years younger than I am. Um, and so when I was about in middle school, uh, I was eating a Subway sandwich for dinner. Um, and she sees what she thinks a pickle um, that falls out of my sandwich, right? And her favorite snack of the time is a pickle. And so she starts going, Philip, I want that pickle. I said, no, that's not a pickle. That's a jalapeno. Um, <laughs> 
And she says, no, that's a pickle. I want that pickle. So she starts having her fit. I want the pickle. And she goes to mom and mom tries to tell her that it's not a pickle. And she comes back to me and finally after about five, maybe 10 minutes of this, just going on forever, right? Eventually you get to the point you're like, fine, have the pickle, right? <laughs> so me, I said, fine, have the pickle. She's, hey, I got my pickle. All I gotta do is whine and cry and you get my way. And then she takes a bite, right? And then she immediately realizes what she had desired wasn't quite what she thought it was. Um, so now she's screaming and crying, ah, ah, and she just can't talk because it's so hot. And she goes to my mom trying to say, look what he did to me. And uh, my mom just tells her, well, you did this to yourself. Here's a cup of water. Um, uh, what, I like to hear, what I like to say is she was wrong and I was right because um, I don't get to say that too often. Um, but <coughs> so many times we desire something with almost everything that we have. My sister was given everything she had for that pickle, um, and it turns out to not be what we think. And we, can't, we don't just do this with stuff like, um, how many of you guys have ever bought anything on eBay or Craigslist and you show up and it's like, it's not quite what you thought it was. I see wives looking at their husbands like, uh, that was you with that one thing. Um, but it, it happens all the time, but it doesn't just happen with the things that we buy or the things that we, uh, the material things that we want, right? Um, we can do this in our careers. If I can just get to this next step, everything will be okay. And you get to that next step and it's not quite what you thought. We do this in our, in our personal lives. If I could just get married, right? If I could just get married and have kids, everything would be all right. We, we do this all the time in our lives and personally, um, I don't, I don't know how many people know this, but when Paul and I first got married, we actually lived in Sumter for about three or four months. We lived at our parents' house, and I worked at Ebenezer Middle School. Um, I was a paraprofessional there. The only thing I didn't like about the job is that it didn't pay any bills, right? Um, technically, it was part-time position. Uh, but um, when I got, I, all I thought to myself was, if I could just get to be a youth pastor. Like, I knew I couldn't preach the gospel openly in the position I was in, and that's what I knew I was called to do. So in my mind, I thought, if I could just get to be a youth pastor, everything would be all right. Everything would be good. And so when I got the call from a random church in Greenville that said, hey, we got your resume, which to this day, I still don't know how they got my resume. Hey, we got your resume here, and we would like to interview for you for the youth pastor position. Well, went through those interviews. They offered us a house. I was living at my in-laws, so that was pretty good. They offered us a house, a little bit of a salary. I was able to continue my schooling there in Greenville. Um, everything looked good, um, but when I got there, it turned out to be kind of not what I expected, right? Um, there were only a couple students. I was doing what I felt like the Lord was telling me to do, um, but I was only there for six months. Um, wasn't there for very long, but we were only there for six months. And so um, my desire, I chased the desire of my own um, while I knew that it lined up with what God had for my life, it wasn't quite um, the timing that God had for my life. Um, but we do this all the time. Um, I had a buddy who wanted to go back to school to get a graduate degree, right? Um, or, or a bachelor's degree. He wanted to go back to school to get his bachelor's degree. And he spent a semester there. He's got a, couple, he's got a few kids. He's got his wife, his responsibilities at work already. And so he tried to pile on schooling on top of that, right? And I'm sure there's a lot of people who have gone through that in their life, 
try to go back to school later on in life. And they, well, he figured out that it's not quite what he expected it to be. He ended up spending more time in books than he really wanted to. Not that that was a bad thing, but in order to keep his grades up, he had to stay in the books more. He was neglecting time with his kids. Um, he was neglecting the things that he loved to do beforehand. Um, and so he said, you know what, my kids are the, uh, at an age that I just, I want to be present. So he's, he's not going back. But he realized that maybe the bachelor's degree is what he needs, but it's the timing was um, wrong. Um, but what, is, what does God say about our desires in our hearts? Um, let's look at Matthew 6. We're going to be in verse 25 through 34. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about the clothes? Observe the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor, they don't spin thread, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? You don't, so don't worry saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has trouble of its own. Um, so he's talking about worrying about the things of our lives, worrying about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear. Um, a lot of times we, our desires are, if I just drive a little bit nicer of a car, people will notice me. If I just wear better shoes and better clothes, people will notice me. Um, worrying about what we're going to wear and what we're going to eat, um, those desires um, are not of the Lord, right? And so the problem here is when we desire something so much and we spend all of our energy to get it, and then it, it, we get it and it ends up being not what we expect. It ends up leaving us empty still. The problem is we're chasing it for the wrong reasons, right? We have what Jesus exposes here are, um, there are only two kinds of ambitions. One can be ambitious either for oneself or for God. There's no, um, there's no third option, right? There's nothing else. You can either chase after yourself or you can, you can seek after God. And so when, when we get to these desires and we finally get what we've always wanted, um, but then it ends up leaving us empty anyway, the problem is that we were chasing it for the wrong reasons. We were chasing after our own desires, chasing after what we want. Um, and, and so Jesus tells us in verse 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Um, he's not saying, hey, if you just seek Jesus first, he's going to give you everything you ever wanted. Right? So if you pray for a Ferrari and, and you want the nicest boat on the street, all you got to do is seek Jesus first, and then you'll get it. That's not the type of preacher I am. There are preachers out there that might tell you that. 
But if you seek his kingdom first, something funny will begin to happen in your heart. Um, if you seek his kingdom first, your desires will begin to change, right? I told this to middle school students. Like, I, I, this has been in my heart all week long. Um, I go to middle schools all week long. I go to Lakewood on Thursdays, on Lakewood High School on Thursdays. But I go all over town just to be with middle school students, just to be with um, teenagers, because I want to go where they are, right? I can reach so many more kids if I just go where they are than just wait for them to come to me. And so this has been on my heart a week long, and I told uh, middle school students, I said, it's kind of like this. If you, um, all you want to do is join the football team because you heard the girls like the football players, right? And then you get to football practice, and you try out and try out, and you finally get there, and you make the team, and then you realize, you mean I got to practice two times a day during the summer? In the morning, and the, do I not get to play Fortnite at all? Um, and then you realize, you get into school and you're playing football, and then you realize, oh, the girls really only like the quarterback? Um, so you don't even get the desires of your heart. Um, that They turn out to not be what we expected. But I, I, I enjoyed those conversations with those middle school students because I get to show them if, if you just seek after God first, the desires that you have will end up changing um, in your life. And it, I know it sounds funny, um, but it will begin to happen because you're, you will start seeking God instead of seeking yourself. And when you're seeking God, your desires begin to change. And when our desires begin to change, when we finally get to those desires, what we've always wanted, um, we're not left empty. We're not left wanting more. We don't get the thing we always wanted and it end up not being what we wanted it to be. When, we, when our desires change, what we want will not leave us empty. Um, so if we seek God first in our lives, when we get to where we desire, we won't be empty. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what does this look like for us? Right? What does this look like um, for you? Like, I know, who's, who in here is a morning person? Yeah, I'm a morning person, but I live with two people who are not morning people, um, and I can relate to those who are not morning people, but in my mind, when it says seek first the kingdom of God, it's not just talking about circumstantial seeking, right? So something happens at home or at school or at work, and you go straight to God for, like, Lord, I need you to deal with this. So... That is seeking God first, but I think it goes deeper than that. I think it goes as deep as you wake up in the morning, and the moment you wake up, your knees hit the floor. And you're, you're praying, Lord, throughout my entire day, let me see you. Lord, throughout my entire day, give me your eyes. You wake up in the morning, and the very first thing you do is seek the Lord. You go to bed at night, the last thing you do during the day is seek the Lord. I think it's deeper than a circumstantial seeking. It's not just a, hey, Lord, this happened, can you help me fix it? It's, it's a, every day, no matter what, whether things are good or bad, you are always seeking God first in everything that you are doing. Um, and so what 
just just give yourself some kind of like reachable goals, right? So if you're not getting up and praying first thing in the morning, and, and um, I can kind of relate to this sometimes, I wake up at 4.30 every single morning. I know that sounds super early, but it's the only time I can actually wake up and go work out, right? Um, I had a problem. I was very overweight and not being able to hang out with my kids as much as I wanted to. So I got up, I started getting up at 4.30 in the morning and working out at 5.30 so that I could have the afternoon to actually spend time with my kids. Because my options were neglect time with my kids so I could go work out, which would have defeated the purpose of the whole working out because I wanted to work out so I could play with my kids more or um, just wake up super early. And I'm a morning person, so that was a no-brainer for me. But I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, um, I set my alarms, and sometimes it's just hard to wake up that early in the morning. And so I roll over, and you, you kind of let the light from your phone wake you up. Anybody ever been in that situation? You let the light from your phone kind of wake you up, and uh, a lot of the students are raising their hands. And so you scroll Facebook for a couple of seconds just to get your eyes open. Um, but for me, it looks like getting out of bed and, and, and praying and saying, Lord, help me wake up. Not using some, some sort of device or something else to wake me up. Allowing the Lord in my life to wake me up. And then I, I try my best to get into the bathroom because I don't want to wake my wife up. Like I said, she's not a morning person. Um, and so I'll go and get ready and, and then go read my devotional somewhere else so I don't wake my wife up. But seeking God first in our lives. Um, we have to get to a point where our desires are different. We have to get to a point in our lives where our desires are different. Um, seeking God for no other reason other than just to seek Him. When we can get to that place of seeking God for no other reason than to just seek Him, uh, we're going to see great things. Imagine if the people that are just in this room made a resolution. It's the time for, for new things in our lives. It's the season of resolution. Imagine if we all just made a resolution to, okay, in everything I do, I'm going to seek God just for the purpose of seeking God. I'm not going to seek Him because I want something. I'm not going to seek Him because something is going bad in my life. I'm going to seek God only because I want to know Him more. Only because I want to better my relationship with Him more. Imagine the change that would come out of these walls. We would make such a difference in our community. And I'm not saying we don't now. But we would make such a difference in our community, in our state, in our country, in the entire world. We would, we would be making a difference. And we talked about on Wednesday night, the Lord wants us to be difference makers. And so if, what would it look, just imagine, what would it look like for everyone in this room to start a resolution today? I want to seek God just to know Him more, not for anything else. Um, and a lot of times, these desires come from a place of worrying. That's why I took us to this text. These desires for us that are not of God come from worrying. And so, Jesus, we're, we're in a part of Scripture called the Sermon on the Mount. And, and Jesus is speaking and he says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and these things will be um, provided for you. And then in 34 he says, Therefore don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. 
each day has enough trouble on its own. I feel like Jesus gets to this point and he's explained all these things. Um, he's used uh, kind of analogies like, hey, look at the, the birds. They don't do anything, but the Lord takes care of them. Look at the flowers. Um, I mean, grass is here today and burnt tomorrow, and yet the Lord clothes that field. Um, Jesus very simply says that today's grace is only sufficient for today. Today's grace is only sufficient for today, so don't waste it worrying about tomorrow. Because, because if tomorrow brings new problems, there's new grace every day. But today's grace is only sufficient for today. Think of the manna in the wilderness as the, the Israelites were traveling around. The manna was only sufficient. They were only supposed to grab what they needed for that day. It fell every morning. And only the day before the Sabbath, Sabbath did they store up enough to get them through the Sabbath. What would happen if they stored up too much? It would rot. It would go bad if they tried to store up too much. The manna of that time was only sufficient for the day. Our grace for the day is only sufficient for the day. So don't waste it worrying about tomorrow. Thinking about tomorrow, thinking about the future is a good thing. But don't worry because the Lord will provide for you. Seek His kingdom first. Seek Him to know Him. Seek Him to just seek Him, not because something's going on. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to know you more. We want to, in, in everything, Lord, we want to just be able to seek you first. We want to not just seek you when we need you, Lord, we want to seek you because of who you are, because of what you've done in our life. Lord, change our desires. Change our hearts to desire what you would have for our lives. Lord, we love you. We praise you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray.